Hello and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program coming to you today from the front seat of the old F-250 pickup truck as I traverse the New Orleans Baton Rouge area for hurricane damage. Quite a mess everywhere you look. It is the 16th day of September 2021 and the the disaster, the absolute shit show of the gropey Joe Cameltoe administration is being played out right before your very eyes. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. We are now nine months into the gropey Joe Biden administration, give or take a day or so. And right now, he has foisted upon the American people another sleight-of-hand magic trick. This time he's calling it, yes, you guessed it, boys and girls, vaccine mandate. They're using this sham of a vaccine mandate to rile up half the nation to say, yay, he's finally doing it. And the other half to say, that's unconstitutional. You can't mandate someone to do something. My body, my choice. And as the two sides battle it out, the media focuses solely on that battle, on that disagreement, on that argument. Meanwhile, Afghanistan continues to be the debacle, the disaster, the utter shit show that it is, and gropey Joe Biden and his administration are doing absolutely nothing about it. We also have rampant immigration issues, over 208,000 encounters with border agents in the last month alone. Do the math, people. 200,000 times 12 months a year, that's lots of millions and millions of illegal, invading, COVID-carrying criminal aliens trespassing into the United States of America, and those are just the ones that are getting caught. Estimates are as high as a five-to-one difference between getting caught and those...
All we had was a few Democrats and some pieces of crap in the media who decided it was okay for them to turn against the orange man because they didn't like his politics. But I got news for you folks. His politics was working and working well. This is the Truth Hurts program. Former President Donald Trump has an issue with the media and the optics that surround every aspect of his life. The man was once loved and revered. He was given all kinds of minority awards for the Black Association of this and the NAACP and the Black that and the Black the other thing. They loved Donald Trump when he was showering those minority causes with millions of dollars in donations when he ran television shows that highlighted accomplishments and achievements of African Americans. And now a right-wing rally in support of the Capitol riot suspects is being planned for Saturday, and Donald Trump believes it is trying to make him look bad regardless of the outcome, and that is exactly what the news media is doing. They are calling this a pro-Trump rally when it has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with people supporting those individuals who had the right to peacefully assemble at the ellipse on the other side of town from the Capitol on January 6th. It's in support of those people who chose to peacefully assemble in support of their president at the time, Donald Trump. He is straying away from the September 18th event in Washington, D.C., a rally designed in support of Capitol riot suspects because Donald Trump thinks it's all a setup to further harm his reputation. He's correct. Trump has in the past spoken in support of his fans and some of those people who entered the Capitol. But the way Business Insider writes the article, it says Trump has in the past spoken in support of his fans who attacked the Capitol on January 6th in a bid to stop Joe Biden's certification as president. They simply wanted the truth to be brought out to light. They simply were protesting the fact of the illegitimacy of the presidency of Joe Biden, of the willing media and their accomplices that kept the Hunter Biden story, the Burisma story, the senility story, and all of Joe Biden's other negatives deliberately out of the news so that the stupid people would vote the clown in. They also deliberately downplayed the fact, the reality of all of the widespread voter fraud, voter irregularities, multiple votes, dead people voting, and all of that. So it's no wonder that organizations like Business Insider now are saying that this is all about anti-Trumpness. Sources told the Times that Trump will not be going anywhere near Washington on Saturday. He'll instead be spending the day at his golf resort in Bedminster, New Jersey. And why not? He's a former president. He owns golf clubs and country clubs. If I were him, I'd tell the USA to kiss my rich white ass. The Times reported, citing people supposedly familiar with his thinking, that's how they get away with making up the following lie. Mr. Trump views the planned protest as a setup that the news media might use against him regardless of the outcome. In other words, they don't have a clue when they're writing this article. 
By the way, the Trump rally for this Saturday, the 18th, is organized by Matt Brainerd, a former Trump campaign data official. It's being held in support of those who have been jailed or faced other useless, senseless punishments in relation to the people who went into the Capitol. Earlier this week, Brainerd said attendees will not be allowed to wear clothing in support of Trump or Biden, that the event is not about the election or any candidate. Trump's not the only Republican keeping his distance. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Madison Cawthorn, who were originally scheduled to speak, have canceled their appearances, according to Politico. The event had raised fears of a repeat of the violence on January 6th, supposedly because groups such as the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers might be in attendance. Well, guess what? The Black Lives Matter might be in attendance. The Antifa might be in attendance. The NFAC might be in attendance. But they don't tell you that part. So amid the security concerns that are absolutely unnecessary, the Capitol Police, along with other police officers, have erected yet another barrier fence around the perimeter of the Capitol, and they're claiming they're doing so for the safety of the Capitol. Kind of reminds me of that, what is that movie, The The Hunger Games? Yeah. Trump's not the only one concerned that the event was a setup. NBC News reported on Wednesday that a hardline Trump supporter and a bunch of right-wing activists on social media channels were riddled with commentary that the event could be a decoy used to simply entrap them and arrest more people and blame those more people for being around the January 6th event. Department of Homeland Security says they're expected about 700, 800 people to attend the event. Stay away, Donald Trump. Play golf. You are a rich white guy with obvious white privilege. Flaunt that shit. Flaunt it. Make sure everybody knows that you are a rich white elitist. There's nothing wrong with that. You and your family earned that position. Do not ever apologize for it. Do not ever explain it. Do not ever try to justify it. It is what it is. Just like the criminal thug animal George Floyd was a piece of human filth, and he didn't apologize for that, sucking off the government tit his entire life, committing crimes, selling and using drugs, trying to stab a pregnant woman with a knife, and now he's a hero, and you're supposedly a zero? Screw them, Donald Trump. Screw anyone who doesn't like you. And it shouldn't matter to you. You are a multi-billionaire with more property around the world and places you can simply go to. Yes, good for you, Donald Trump. Stay away from Washington, D.C. this weekend. It is indeed a trap. It is a setup. That's a trap. Let's take a trip on the Wayback Machine, shall we? Remember, for four entire years of the presidency of Donald J. Trump, the United States enjoyed peace on a worldwide global scale, not a single new armed military conflict. Oh, they all said he was off his rocker, Donald Trump. He was going to lead us into war, Donald Trump. Same things they said about Ronald Reagan, and again, for eight years, peace. Under Donald Trump, four years of peace with Russia, with China, and even with Little Rocket Man over in North Korea. But the minute Joe Biden 
put his hand on the Bible and lied to the American people claiming to uphold the Constitution, a document he obviously hates and despises, North Korea started finding ways to hit back at the United States. But why? Well, simple. They feared Donald Trump. And they laugh at gropey Joe Feeble Biden. Over the weekend, North Korea tested a new cruise missile. It can go up to 932 miles away, putting some U.S. military bases within the potential line of fire. Yep. In Japan, that missile could hit approximately 80 U.S. military installations, all except the few at the northernmost tip of Japan. In South Korea, that missile can reach all 73 military bases that the U.S. owns. Experts in North Korea believe that they have got Gropy Joe on the ropes. Experts believe North Korea is using the missile launches to pressure the U.S. into relieving the economic sanctions put into place under the Trump administration. Talks between the two countries regarding North Korea abandoning its nuclear arms program have now been stalled since Gropy Joe Biden took office, and Kim Jong-un laughs at the feeble president, and he shows no indication of resuming talks with Gropy Joe. Kim's government told the Biden administration, in order for talks to resume, it must remove the U.S. hostile policies towards North Korea, and in the return... The U.S. asked North Korea to return to talks. The State Department spokesman Ned Price said, What we do seek is to reduce the threat to the United States and our allies in the region, and we think we can do that with diplomacy. Today on the news, I saw a choo-choo train locomotive-mounted missile launcher, which means any railroad track in North Korea can now become the site of a ballistic missile launch. That makes it a whole lot harder to find those missiles because it looked just like a standard train car. That should scare the living crap out of you all, my friends. Gropy Joe Biden is a useless commander in cheat and he has this guy, Mark Milley, as a general who was a turncoat traitor. And I don't even want to get into that discussion today. That man should be tried for treason and hanged in the public square by a noose or maybe a firing squad. This is the Truth Hurts program. By the way, mopey, dopey, little girl, gropey, sleepy, creepy, touchy, feely, mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, bumbling, stumbling, fumbling, muttering, puttering, shuddering, stuttering, fluttering, gropey Joe Biden has seen his approval rating drop now below 46%, below, far below the figure for previous presidents at this point in their term. Newsweek magazine Fatma Khaled reports that on day 240 of the Biden debacle, his approval rating is in the toilet. 538 reported the president's approval rating as of Thursday, today, the 240th day in office, has dropped from 50.3% in August to 46% today. A national poll of adults from the Quinnipiac University showed that only 42% of people approve of gropey Joe Biden as compared to a figure they had of 46% in August. He is dropping like a turd in a field, my friends. 
If there is ever a honeymoon for President Biden, it is clearly over. According to Quinnipiac University polling analyst Tim Malloy, this is, with few exceptions, a poll full of troubling negatives from overall job approval to foreign policy to the economy, he said. We don't need a poll to tell us that gropey Joe Biden is a lousy, piss-poor excuse for a president and that he is far, far worse than even Jimmy Carter, the peanut man. This guy is running our nation into the ground and people smile every day and say, at least we don't have a guy in there that's making mean tweets. Come on, people, grow up. This is your nation, your democracy, your freedom, your economy, your social lifestyle. Everything rides on the coattails of this piece of feeble crap at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and the cackling communist camel toe Harris sitting in the chair next to him. Get a grip, will you? France has been one of our staunchest allies since World War II. And now France has officially, as a matter of government record, accused gropey Joe Biden of stabbing France in the back after he cut France from a $50 billion defense contract without so much as an email or a tweet. Australia angered France by cutting out $50 billion to build submarines, and now the U.S. is doing the same damned thing. And to make matters worse, Joe Biden cannot remember to tie his own shoes. We all know that. He is senile. He is demented. He has Alzheimer's, whatever you want to call it. According to Newsweek, Brandon Cole writes, President Joe Biden confused people in Australia when he appeared to forget the name of Prime Minister Scott Morrison, to whom gropey Joe Biden referred to as, quote, that fella from down under, unquote. He reverted to the catch-all term, during a video media conference announcing trilateral security partnerships involving the U.S., Britain, and Australia. It was more awkward than AUKUS, A-U-K-U-S, the name of the deal they struck, when Biden said, I want to thank uh, that that fella down under. Thank thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, uh, Mr. Prime Minister. He eventually did refer to Morrison by name, but not after I'm certain Someone whispered it 10 or 12 times in his earpiece. Social media was all abuzz throughout Australia to to speculate whether it was a memory lapse or another gaffe or just an attempt at informality and banter. Come on now. Y'all know what it is. Gropey Joe Biden is an idiot. Either way you look at it, it seems the U.S. president has coined a new nickname because hashtag that fella down under is trending on Twitter. Joe Biden cannot remember the name of a key ally, Australia, and the media is laughing it off, saying he's just trying to be informal. Come on. This is the truth. So, I'm still waiting. I still have yet to see one person on social media that I know personally who told me how horrible Donald Trump was and how wonderful Joe Biden was going to be. I have yet to see one of those people yet, not one, tell me what a great job Joe Biden is doing. Oh, they still bash me when I speak ill of the president, saying I should be more respectful. 
when they themselves were so disrespectful of Donald Trump that it literally made me sick to my stomach on certain days. But now we're supposed to respect the office of the president because Joe Biden's there, because it's a Democrat, because he's supposedly the feeble, senile adult in the room when compared to Donald Trump. The reality is this, my friends. Nobody is coming to the defense of gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Nazi Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, or any of the other Democrat yahoos who are running this country directly down the toilet towards a path to socialism. No one will admit that this guy, Joe Biden, is an absolute joke and a danger to our democracy. No one will admit it. And I don't see anybody going on social media saying, look what Joe Biden did for us today. They're still reaching back into the past, trying to tie Donald Trump to a rally this coming weekend to support those who were falsely and unjustly arrested for peacefully assembling at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The media sleight of hand game continues, and there's not a damn thing you or I can do about it. This here is the Truth Hurts program, y'all. Meanwhile, in Louisiana, people are still cleaning up from Hurricane Ida and now Tropical Storm Nicholas. Um, I watched power crews restoring power to multiple areas of town yesterday afternoon and here in uh, this morning in my own neighborhood where we lost power again for a couple of hours. Um, it's really a shame, folks. The federal response under gropey Joe Biden is really not doing that much. It's not doing that well. And the communication coming out of the Homeland Security FEMA folks is lacking as well. At first, they told everybody, oh, go ahead, run out, buy a generator, buy a chainsaw. FEMA will reimburse you. No caveats, no requirements, just go out and do it. And then, of course, when everybody lined up at Home Depot and tried to buy generators and such, they were then told, wait a minute, wait a minute. FEMA says, wait, if you live in an apartment building, you don't need a chainsaw and you don't need a generator. Probably can't use one in your apartment building, so you can't get reimbursed. And guess what? No refunds on chainsaws and generators, my friends. And then they said, well, if you have a need, if you have a real need, then you have to file an insurance claim with your insurance company. And then when you get denied for filing the insurance claim, FEMA may be able to reimburse you for that chainsaw, that generator. Well, if you file a claim for a chainsaw or a generator that you did not have prior to the storm, and that chainsaw and generator did not get damaged by the storm, filing that insurance claim is called insurance fraud. It's a felony. So then FEMA realized, oops, we can't say that either. So now they're finally tweaking their message and telling people, if you had to run out and buy a generator because your neighborhood was out of power and you bought it between this day and that day and you can provide receipts for it, we may be able to reimburse you. And if you can show us that you had trees on your house or trees blocking your driveway and there was no one there to help you and you had no other choice but to buy a chainsaw, FEMA may be able to assist you. But it's done. The damage that is, it's done. How many people ran out and spent $1,000 on a generator and a chainsaw, knowing, hoping, expecting, praying that FEMA would simply give them a check? It's called a betterment. 
If you didn't own a chainsaw or a generator before, why should the taxpayers of the United States of America go out and buy you one just because you live in South Louisiana? Are they going to buy a chainsaw and a generator for Michael Schmidt in Kenosha, Wisconsin? Well, why not? What's good for the goose, right? But that's a story for another day. Speaking of Hurricane Ida and the horrible response by the city of New Orleans, the city of New Orleans, I told you months and months ago, has a Homeland Security Director named Colin Arnold. He works for Mayor LaToilette, LaToya the Destroyer Cantrell. Colin Arnold wrecked a city-owned Ford Explorer, a brand new vehicle, because, you know, after all, he's the Homeland Security Director for the city. He totaled it out one night, driving while intoxicated. He blew twice the legal limit, went to jail, didn't lose his job. No, not at all. He was put on administrative paid leave for a few days, and then after the media fury went away, he got his job back and another brand new car to drive on the city's tax dollars. He got on television and was saying, oh, you need to clean out the catch basins in front of your house in case Nicholas's rains come in and flood you. And, uh... You can park your car on the median, you know, five inches above the street level. Maybe that'll stop your car from flooding. But the most interesting piece of garbage to come out of the city of New Orleans this week, two weeks plus since Ida made landfall, no one's had their garbage picked up. The garbage trucks aren't running, and they're blaming that on COVID. Everybody's got COVID, so we can't run the garbage truck because I ain't got nobody to drive them. We ain't got nobody pick up your garbage. I know it stank. But we is picking up the garbage over by Mayor LaToya Cantrell House. I know that. We be done over there about five times. But if you just a taxpaying citizen of New Orleans, here what we going to do for you. We going to let you come down and bring your garbage to the garbage transfer station where it go to the dump. We going to let you drive your garbage to the transfer station. And we not going to charge you for taking your garbage. And you're going to have to put it up in your car, up in your trunk, up in your back hatch, maybe up on the roof. Hopefully you have a pickup or a trailer. But you can bring your household garbage, all that stanky, smelly food. You can bring all that over here to the garbage place. And we're going to let you unload it off into one of our dumpsters at free of charge. We're not going to charge you for that service. Now we ain't going to come by your house and pick up your garbage anytime soon. Even though we have some people back at work, we got to make sure that the mayor house and the rich people house and the council people house and Colin Arnold house. We got to make sure those people trash get picked up. They're going to get priority. Oh, and not to mention the bar rooms and the restaurants down in the French quarter. We got to make sure we pick them up because some people still be coming down here for our overpriced t-shirts, our crappy music and our crappy food. And they still getting robbed and raped and carjacked and murdered and stabbed it and all that up in the streets. But we're going to pick up that garbage in the French Quarter, y'all. Yes, ma'am, we am. Yes, sir, we are. But we are not going to pick up garbage by your house. So bring your garbage, your stinking, nasty, smelly, maggot-infested garbage bags on down here, and we will not charge you to take them off your hands. That way we ain't got to drive our truck, burn our gas, put no nails up in our tires on our garbage trucks. We just going to let you do your thing, baby. Bring your garbage down. The city ain't going to charge you nothing extra for doing their job for them. Now, if you can understand what I just said, the city of New Orleans 
does not have enough employees or contractors coming to work to run the garbage trucks. And they're still blaming it on COVID instead of blaming it on $300 plus stimulus checks on top of unemployment and all the other stimulus checks and government giveaways. And now that FEMA's letting you get SNAP cards, you know, food stamp cards because there was a hurricane, there's even less incentive for the garbage workers to come to work. Hell, it's bad enough picking up garbage on a normal day where you got cans halfway filled. But now it's two and three and four bags, maybe ten bags of festering garbage, maggots, spoiled food, rotted meat, sitting out on the curb now for two plus weeks. You think I would be out there picking it up? I think I'd be calling out COVID sick myself. And finally, speaking of COVID sick, the Louisiana State University president, the AA hyphenated minority Blafrican American president, who was there because of his skin color, has kissed gropey Joe Biden's ass, hopes, in the hopes rather, of getting more federal funding. He was mentioned by name, well, sort of. The university was mumbled and fumbled by name by gropey Joe Biden. Because now, if you attend LSU, unless you can provide proof of full vaccination or proof of a weekly negative COVID test, you will be unenrolled from the LSU system. No refunds, no service fee refunds, no tuition refunds. You're just going to be shown the door because Gropey Joe's mandate says so. As I said in the beginning of this edition of the Truth Hurts program, all of this vaccine mandate bullshit is there to divert your attention away from our floundering economy, our massive inflation, our horrible position on the world stage, our massive unemployment, and the complete utter mishandling of the COVID virus in day 240 of the gropey Joe Biden administration. That's about all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go on out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time.